in-depth and God-filled conversations with some of the brightest names in contemporary Christian music and worship. This is The Artist Interview with Gordon T. And welcome to this week's episode of The Artist Interview. I'm your host, Gordon T, and it's my absolute privilege and pleasure to search the world of contemporary Christian music and worship to bring to you some really gifted talented artists with amazing music and great stories to share and this week i'm very pleased to say for a return visit it's none other than evan craft And that was Real Jesus by Evan Croft. Hey, Evan, how are you doing? Great, great. How are you doing today? I'm <laughs> very well. Thank you very much indeed, sir. So we're recording this uh, in mid-October 2023, just for anyone who's listening on, on playback, because we're going to be talking about what's going on in your life right now. Um, so they, they, they will date a little bit, I guess, as time goes by. But could you, before we do that, maybe just as a snapshot for those who missed the last time you were on the show, could you just rewind time and just tell us a bit about your background and how you came to be a follower of Jesus? Yeah, well, I am from Los Angeles, California. My parents were pastors. Um, they, from a young age, taught me to love the Lord. And uh, I had my own, you know, real come to Jesus experience in Mexico when I was 21. Uh, gave my Didn't just give my life to Christ, but decided to follow uh, with everything I am. And that took me all around Latin America and I learned Spanish and started singing Christian music and, and worship music in Spanish. And that took me on an amazing, beautiful journey. And a few years ago, I got to sing a song I wrote called Todo Va a Estar Bien in English called Be All Right. And that brought me back into the English speaking Christian music scene. And so I am recording my releasing my second or third album since then um, in English. And I'm very excited about it. And so that's a. Uh, been been busy with that, but also about to have a baby. So I've been uh, been a busy man. Yeah, you you certainly have. I, I tell you what, I, I can't quite remember when you were last on the show back in 20, uh, 2021, how many listeners, monthly listeners you had on Spotify. But when I looked it up, you've got like 1.6 million monthly listeners. It's a ridiculously huge number. How did that happened then. There you were in South America singing a song. Song was quite popular, but but how did it all come about? I mean, it was definitely not expected. I mean, we we would put songs up, uh, you know, that were just. I I mean, one of the first songs that really went viral was Ten Thousand Reasons." I did a translation um, of that, and so put it up on YouTube, and it went crazy. And so I put up another one, another one, then Hillsong gave me all of their translations. Then I did elevations translations. So I, as I was doing translations, I was also writing my own music and slowly they just started to take off. And so I got to, uh, work with some amazing people and, and that, I mean, I never thought 
it would actually work in Spanish. Um, but it was one of the most beautiful things. And, and it was really cool, actually. So this song, Real Jesus, I got to write with Matt Redman. And so it's kind of like a full circle thing that, you know, I translated his song 10, 11 years ago and then got to write this song with him. So um, I'm very, very grateful for it. Wow, that's lovely to hear. I like it when th come, things come right round. And he is an absolute top guy. So what, what a what a great Amazing. thing for the two of you to be working together on. Um, so you met your wife in South America as well. In Mexico. In Mexico. Okay. So so yeah. and she, was she there? In, was it? What was she doing there? Was she doing missionary work or something? She was. Yes, yeah, she was with an organization called Back to Back out of Cincinnati, Ohio, and they have children's uh, homes and like, you know, they're a faith-based Christian organization, um, but they're in Africa, they're in Haiti, they're, I think they're in India, but she was at their base in Mazatlan and working with like foster care, trying to set up a foster care system and um, just really working with kids that have nobody. So it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, a lot of special needs kids. And so she took them to my concert and I took a picture with one of the kids and that's how we connected. Uh, so it's been awesome because we've been, been able to go back and really just hang out with some of them and uh, they listen to my music. And so it was, it was really, really beautiful. Wow. Okay. So I tell you what, having just met your wife just a second ago, she seems lovely. What a great gift from God. So, um, so it's, it's exciting the way that you're following his prompts and, and doing his work has blessed you back many many times i would guess and the fact that you get to be a full-time musician it, what what a lovely thing that you've got the gifting to do it yes that's a that's a huge blessing because i meet a lot of people who want to do this and i definitely don't take it for granted yeah, well good because otherwise you're probably you're probably not worth carrying on if you take it for granted because it is such an amazing thing and and such a blessing to so many people so i'm i'm pleased you're, you're grateful I'm grateful for your gifting too, though. So uh, let's find out a little bit about what's been happening recently. So your new album, uh, Chances, has just come out. Um, tell us about Chances. What what What's the message you want people to receive from it? So Chances is, is two albums. It's Chances in English and Más Rico del Mundo is the title track in Spanish. And um, we wrote Chances about a year ago and I cried during the whole writing session uh, with my friend Kieran, who sings a song with me. And our stories are, are, are different, but similar because our, our dads made mistakes that impacted our whole families. His dad was in and out of jail. My dad was a pastor, lost his ministry from unfaithfulness. My parents were divorced and seen, and we both seen God's redemption through it. And so, um, or despite those situations and, so the song is all about how God is the God of second chances, that nobody is too far from his grace. Nobody's too far gone. And my favorite line is really from the song. Well, there's, there's two. The verses, I think, are very powerful. It says, there's a lie that says you're defined by your mistakes. It tells you that you can try, but you'll never change. But one thing it forgets is the power of amazing grace. And so I think that there's a, there's a huge battle in our mind that we – we can listen to the lies of the enemy instead of the truth of God. And my my second or the other favorite line I have is the second verse that says that even for the thief on the cross, it wasn't too late. For those who have 
felt that they've been disqualified. They feel like there is no redemption in their future. I think that the thief on the cross is a great example of how even in the last moments of our lives, God can still work and there can still be salvation and redemption. Um, you know, and, and Jesus says that I will see you today in paradise. So that's a very very powerful message. And to me, that is the gospel. Jesus came to redeem people. And so whenever we think we're too far gone, that we cannot do something, I mean, for us to qualify our sin as worse or better than somebody else's sin is for us to not understand that sin is missing the mark, whatever it is. And so I think this song, I'm I'm hoping, I'm praying that if people get anything from this entire album, it's to understand that God is saying, I'm here with open arms because I've sent my son, Jesus, to redeem you. That is the point of the gospel. Um, and there's not much more I can really say. It's it's a beautiful message. It's an invitational message. And it's an album with hope in it as well. That, you know, you, there's nothing there's nothing you can do that, that means you haven't got that chance still to come back to, to God. So, so I love it. Yeah. Can I just jump back there? You mentioned that your your dad um, was unfaithful and your parents got divorced. I'm genuinely very sorry to hear that. But I think it's interesting you mentioned it because we get loads of listener feedback with all sorts of questions. And a question that came in this past week was, I don't understand why so many, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember the exact word, but I, this is paraphrase of it, but they said, I don't understand why so many of the artists' parents were Christians in ministry and yet got divorced. Can you speak into that at all? Because you seem more qualified to answer it than I am. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think my, like why they got divorced, I think there was, there was so much pain uh, from my mom, you know, through the unfaithfulness that, you know, I mean, it was, it was two years of unfaithfulness. So my, my mom was felt very betrayed. And I think that there's biblical precedent for that. Um, and I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit here and talk about, I've had people tell me yes and no, um, just whatever the decision is, God is still gracious. And, you know, I mean, in a, in a, my uncle was unfaithful and he and his wife were able to stay together. And so I'm, I'm, those are amazing situations. And God obviously has done a lot of work in them. God has done work in my parents separately. And, you know, I think, I, I was I was talking the other day about the song Be All Right, Everything's Everything Will Be All Right, Todo va estar bien. And I was talking in Spanish and I said, Pero no todo está bien. Like, not everything is okay today. We live in a world, a fallen world, where there is sin. And so I'm not going to say that things are are the best circumstance, they're the right circumstance, but they happen. And so when things like that happen, our only responsibility is how we respond to it. You know, I was seven years old. I wasn't going to say to my mom, well, why can't you forgive him? Why can't you do this? I didn't understand what the hurt. And I I wasn't the one who made vows. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I think that there's a lot of pain and there, you know, we have to work as, as believers in our marriages to work on ourselves before you know, we get into marriage. And then if we're in, in a marriage, we need to work on ourselves to maintain it. I, my wife and I have been to counseling. I mean, I think we're, we're fairly functional people and we love each other, 
but there's still a lot of pain and 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 hurt that we've gone through that affect how we respond to each other. And so if we're saying, hey, God, I want to I want to work through this. I want with a Christian counselor that helps me understand how I'm responding to pain in my past. My prayer in my life is to create a stable environment in my marriage and for my future daughter for my my current daughter that will be born in a yeah, few yeah. days. Um, you know, so I mean, I don't know how to why that happens i think that it's easier now than ever um for people to to pull the plug on something to to say hey i'm out but you know i think the 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 stories of redemption um the stories of people who say i want to see god redeem parts of my life that are hurt those are what we need to focus on if we're going to see um you know successful marriages yeah that ma- that makes a lot of sense to me i think i think um my thought when i when i saw the question was well it's really it's really easy to think all these situations are isn't that really really bad and and i think actually it's really really sad because we don't know what's going on often behind the stories when someone says well their parents got divorced because of this or that and and but but i, I really appreciate you taking time just to unpack a little bit of your experience with it and you're right as a seven-year-old child what what can do but i love this this is what i love in your answer you have taken steps yourself to try and protect your marriage and to to just come on the air and say well i I, i've been to counseling actually that's releasing from people who who might be struggling with communication or with exhaustion or with being pulled in different directions where they go ah no maybe we could go and get some help because getting help is the way to turn things around often if you can't if you can't work your own way out of it and sometimes you can't then seeking a professional will make a world of difference yeah. so well well thank you for mentioning that i really yeah. appreciate it my best friend is a marriage uh family and marriage marital counselor and so he has uh i mean obviously like that he can't counsel me but he's given me amazing advice and that i mean it's it's such a blessing to like i mean not not in the you know just the christian sense but it's such a a a huge advantage in your marriage and in your life to have people that will give you sound advice and so i encourage you know it's it's wisdom it is wisdom and this will help you you know like people don't even think of the the financial cost of marriage and what the stress that that or sorry not marriage divorce the financial cost of divorce that that when you start separating the family i mean that limits the future and the potential of children of individuals of you know where you can live how you can live the safety i mean so many different things and how you can help other people and so i do believe that there is a god-given design for parents to be together but we have to work for it it's not it's not easy so you know, I mean, I definitely don't think I, I definitely don't think I'm purpose or perfect, but I think I have a very gracious wife, and that has been <laughs> it, it. It makes a world of difference. So uh, I've got to say, I feel blessed by my wife as well. So um, uh, and just being able to pray together, having Jesus in the middle of your lives, is a, a beautiful thing. But um, clearly, sadly, yeah. sometimes things do go wrong. So I think that might be a fair way of answering the question. Sadly, things sometimes go wrong, and. I think the enemy loves to mess up marriage, so would be would be fair to say, especially Christian marriage, triply so. Okay, so yeah. your album's out. What's been your initial or initial response from people to the album? 
It's been it's been awesome. I mean, I I think people really really love the más rico del mundo, which um, you know is is a super fun Latin pop Christian song, and it's different than what a lot of CCM music is. Um, they've really loved "Still Good," really loved uh, "Brought Me This Far," "Chances." Uh, I mean, I have you know some of my favorite songs on it. Uh, might be different than others because it's my personal experience, but. I'm very proud of real Jesus. I think it's, um, you know, it really talks to like what, what I feel is I don't just want a religious experience. I want to know Jesus. And I think that, you know, this generation is tired of counterfeits, imitations, um, you know, following blindly. They want to know Gen Z has lived through pandemics, wars, economic crises, if they want to see transformative, redemptive power or nothing. And so, you know, that Jesus is, he can, he can put his money where his mouth is. Um, and so that's why I think that song is very powerful, but no, it's been overwhelmingly incredible and, and I'm excited to see where it goes. We're excited to see where it goes and we're really pleased to actually get a chance to, to chat with you to promote some of the songs on it as well. So in fact, you, you told me before we were chatting that you're going to take a break um how how long are you taking a break for um my i i got to slow things down like touring and everything um for about you know like almost three months that we, we i get to really be here to support my wife uh november i have absolutely nothing and so i'll be here every single day i can go grocery shopping i can cook i can you know help her with whatever she needs December, I have a few things, um, but then I always take off, you know, the second half through mid-January. So, um, the, like about almost two and a half months that we just get to really just be together. Uh, I get to make sure she's, she's, she's adjusted and, you know, then we'll be helping out at our, I'll be helping out at our church if I have the energy and everything. Um, you know, they have a great team. So, it's it's amazing to be in the in the position that we're in that you know we get to spend time as a family and not feel like I have to go and travel and do everything. Um, I love traveling, but the only reason I will stop this much is to be there for my wife and my daughter. Wow, I'm I'm jealous in a good way. I think it sounds fantastic. Not many people get the opportunity to clear that much space in their calendar, but gonna be one of the joys of maybe how how hard you work all the rest of the time and on your album releasing at this point uh, was that planned you went right okay we'll have it we'll have a baby in like october at some point so let's put the album out at the start of october well so i mean I, I well we found out early march and then we planned the album for september um so it did it did work it worked out great it did work out great it was, it's good timing so i'm glad you managed to get everything finished in time but like it was it was my my label's idea to put it out in september so it just it just ended up being the perfect time so we've got another track to play from you you got you got a couple of minutes here to tell us about the track what what track is it you'd like us to hear so mas rico del mundo which means richest in the world um is one of my favorite songs and not just because I, I love the beat. I think like, I love the melody to me, it, it landed perfectly, but the song I started writing it in Spanish, but the first line, which I also did it in English says, um, there's a thief that comes and tries to steal my joy, comparing me to others who have more. So my, my dad would always tell me when I was a kid that 
comparison is the thief of joy. And I found myself earlier this year, I was in a, you know, we had moved out to Houston from Nashville. We were, you know, we had a lot of expenses and different things. There were some things that fell through. And I start comparing myself to other artists who are really busy, other artists who are having success, other people that are doing this, other people who have these cars or these houses or whatever it is. And and it was making me anxious. It was, it was weighing on me. And I, and I, then we got pregnant and it was like, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. This is amazing. And you know what I'm going to talk about in the, in the next song is is also for people who who struggle with with pregnancy, um, but in that moment I I just, was just saying thank you God for for everything that you've given me, and you know those other things don't really matter. I have some neighbors who are from Cuba and I I, I love them. I get to hang out with them all the time, and I I found in Latin America joy that has nothing to do with what people have. And so to me, that song, Más Rico del Mundo, it's, it's when you start to understand and have a perspective of the blessings that God has given to you in your life, it frees you from comparison. It frees you from materialism. It frees you from, you know, trying to, trying to climb the corporate ladder or um, compare yourselves to the other, to the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses. And so you know, I, I I really loved that because the happiest moments in my life is when I felt purpose. Like I was prepared to go to Latin America and and live whatever life God had for me. And the happiest moments have been when I know that I am living in in the my God given purpose. Not because I got a car, not because I got a house, not because you know I got whatever thing. Those things they'll they'll give you a spike of dopamine or whatever. But the next week, someone else has a better one. But when you understand that you are living in the purpose that God has given you, you understand the richness of the gospel. When you understand redemption and, and the way God loves you, despite the things you've done, you understand the richness of the gospel. And so having a healthy marriage, a beautiful, amazing wife that loves me, shows me the richness of the blessings God has given me. great to find out after you get back from your break what are your plans where are you going what's 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 happening for you in 2024 yeah well i am very excited we'll be doing tours in the u.s definitely heading over to europe next year Uh, potentially you know we are definitely praying for israel right now um i have a a trip planned for next august and so hopefully things calm down and um, we're able to to do that but i will be releasing a book 
next year um, called The Extra Mile, La Mia Extra, which is about a a bike ride I did across South America and getting to work with some Venezuelan Paralympic athletes and and seeing the church come together to to really support them. And so there's a lot of really, really cool stuff uh, happening and, you know, just getting to be a dad learning to to manage music and tours and everything with uh with being a husband and a father and so it's going to be a beautiful beautiful next season wow okay so you mentioned europe which which is a fairly big place i would say lots of countries in europe is the uk one of them i would love it to be i would love it to be yes i mean it, you know historically i've i've been able to do a lot in uh been able to play in london um, near Canary Wharf and play in uh, Oxford and, and all in Spanish. And so I would love to actually go and do something in England in English. Um, Sounds like a good idea. I will always take it in Spanish too. You know, I've been able to play in Germany and Spanish, Fran- France, Italy, um, S- Spain, obviously. But getting to do both and, and reaching more people would be amazing. Um, but yeah, we'll be definitely working on that and, and just, you know, where we live is so hot in the summer that we'll probably try to take a few months outside. And, um, so maybe, maybe we'll be over there. Maybe we'll go to South America because Argentina has their winter and our summer. So we'll see how it, uh, how it all unfolds, how it plans out. Wow. Well, it sounds exciting. So uh, will you, will you be taking the baby with you then? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very early for her to, you know, learn another language, but we really, really, really want her to know Spanish and, you know, potentially other languages just to give her tools for the future. Even even English, maybe. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of that. (laughs) Yeah. But like proper, proper English. Properly. Oh, thank you. I'm pleased to hear that. That's good news. So, okay. Um, and you mentioned the book, The Extra Mile. So is there any truth to the fact that that was a thing that Christian did? Christians did to really annoy Roman soldiers because the Romans would say, carry, carry my pack to my house, and then they'd find their pack a mile further on. I have never heard that. I don't think it's true. I don't think that's true at all. I just, I, I don't just... think that. That doesn't sound like Jesus was saying... <laughs> Go and not soldiers. <laughs> I don't think it sounds like that at all. So what what what's the book all about? The book is is about going beyond the status quo. It's it's about like as a believer, you know, how can we show the love of Jesus, radical, generous love? And so when I was, you know, touring in Latin America, I thought, how can I do something that would go beyond just touring and you know that would that would impact people that don't know Christ? And so we we ended up cycling from the coast of Chile to the coast of Argentina, and we six six of us. The total team was like eighteen. And I don't want to spoil it for you, but we invited two Paralympic athletes from Venezuela who had never left their country, and th- we got to have an incredible journey with them and show them Jesus. Where I had just asked them to come and speak, what it what it what was it like losing your leg what's it like to overcome obstacles and challenges and so there's there's something really really incredible life changing that happened with them on on this ride and so um you know i mean we had a fall i thought my friend died i mean it was there was drama there's action there's everything in the in the book that it really goes on to tell the experience and and a lot of faith 
So I hope that it's it's something that can build people's faith and and maybe connect them as well with Latin America and with God what God is doing down there. Wow. Okay, that sounds really interesting. I'm I will look forward to reading that in in due course sometime in 2024. Yeah, hopefully in April. Hopefully in April. Hopefully April. Okay, that's that's worth looking out for. Thinking about music, is there someone particular who has really inspired you in your craft and your passion for Jesus and music? Many people. Um, Jimmy Needham. He was releasing a lot of music when I was in my late teens, early twenties, and he's lovely. We had him on the show. I was so impressed. Yeah, I mean, he he for sure like his he has a lyric in one of his songs that I was just sharing with somebody. It says, "If I'm destined for the small stage, the small crowds, and the small pay, then even in the small ways, I'll bring you fame." And to me, like that's that is the, I, I mean, like integrous faith. And, you know, that God, I will be faithful to you in the small things and the big things. If you bless me with, you know, if you give me this responsibility, if you give me this responsibility. And so I think that's what, you know, that that to me relates to the extra mile that like, God, I will go above and beyond what is asked of me. Um, I mean, other people to me, like Matt Redman is is a huge example of faithfulness and and love and I mean, when I met him, I just, like I met him with his kids and he's an incredible dad. This is an incredible dad who who really understands, um, you know, it has great priorities in his life to this is my ministry in my home. And so that's what I want to emulate in my life. And I hope that people can see that through my music. Yeah, I think I think they can. I think there's going to be people in the future who say the person who inspired me in music was Evan Craft. So uh, and I hope that would be. Yeah, that'd be a huge honor. And I, and I hope that as well, they'd be able to go, and I saw Evan with his kids and he's this amazing godly dad. That would be superb. So um, so that's that's exciting just around the corner for you. By the time people hear this, you'll almost certainly be a dad. So so that's great news. This is The Artist Interview with Gordon T. Evan, what's, what's been the highlight of your career? I, I think getting to meet people all over has been one of the most rewarding things i mean i love singing i love music and 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 all of that but to be able to make friends in argentina bolivia europe um romania i've been to romania i've 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 seen my my music impact people in japan like that is so fun because i get to meet meet them hear their stories and i know that you could drop me off in the middle of anywhere in latin america and i have friends because I've been able to go so many different places and and really experience community and love and the and the the heart of God. So that that's my favorite thing about the type of music I do because I don't think that just happens through music. Yeah, that's great. I I suppose I should find where's the largest audience that you've ever played to? The largest? Well, I was supposed to go to an event with over 150,000 people. But my best friend got married that day, so I did not go. Um, that is that is that is good best friending. Yeah, I was given really great advice by my mentor. He said opportunities will always be there, but make sure you're there for your family and friends. Um, but the largest audience, I think, I mean, they they counted through drones, so I don't know if it's accurate, but it, they said eighty thousand people in Bogota. Um, but that was a, a music festival. It was really cool. I was second to close. I mean, it was just, it, it's an endless sea of people at that point. Um, but I definitely think the, you know, when you get to be at the smaller events where 
you get to see people's faces and and talk to them that is you know it's 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 real life you know the big events come and go but you don't you don't meet anybody it's it's a wild experience but um it's definitely very fun so what then where's been your favorite place that you've ever played or ever been to maybe not played i think i'll say the most surprising place was romania not not many people have been to romania i i've been to romania i've played twice in romania which really surprised me they invited me back like invited me in 2022 and back this year and so that really surprised me because i mean they they had lecrae they had their you know planet shakers but they were like i want evan back two times and i think it's because of the spanish element like they they get you know romanian is is a romance language so they understand a lot of spanish and i learned quite a bit of romanian and used it during my concert so wow respect that's amazing well it's very similar to spanish so it was much easier for me to do it than other americans yeah, yeah that 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 does make some sense because you are bilingual so <laughs> that's a bonus um okay what's been then obviously you've been to lots of different places the weirdest thing that's happened to you on the road oh man the weirdest there's been some crazy things um there's been some bad things. I'm going to try to stay, stay towards like the weirdest. <laughs> you, you you could share bad as well. And, and the next question was going to be what's what's been a situation where things have gone wrong, uh, but then God's put it right. So you could merge the questions if you want to. Yeah, I look at, I look at like we we were supposed to drive 13 hours overnight, um, and so we said, hey, if we're going to do this, we need like big vehicles where we can lay down and try to sleep a little bit. And, you know, they showed up with, with like trucks that like you're sitting straight up, Oh, you know, like in where like it doesn't recline because there's a window and then there's a truck bed. Which, which country's time? That was in Chile. Okay. And I, I had taken, taken a sleeping pill <laughs> right before they got there. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll just, that'll help me sleep in the car. You know, it's a 14 hour drive from Santiago to wherever we were going. And there were no flights because it was all booked. It was a like a there was a holiday. So people were flying to this town we were supposed to go to. And we weren't supposed to go there. We had a day off and we had another concert and halfway there. So they show up with an 18 year old who told us he was going to drive us. Well, first of all, we're, they're like two cars. We said, don't bring anybody else because, you know, we, we need this, the space. And the guy like, I mean, it was him, his wife, and then three seats. So we were all going to be like this for 14 hours overnight. And then the next car was an 18 year old who he told me, this was like Thursday night. He's like, I drove all Wednesday night to get here. Didn't sleep all day. And I'm going to drive you another 14 hours right now. And I was like, no, you're not. That's, that's absolutely not happening. And so I had taken the sleeping pill, but I'm like, like falling asleep while I'm trying to tell them that's not happening. If you don't have a way to fix it, we can't go. And, you know, I'm talking to the band and they're like, we, we don't feel safe. We can't do this. Like in Latin America, we don't do like tour buses. Like in the U S I've only done one tour, tour bus tour. And that was with KB. 
where you have like, you have beds, there's one, two, uh, no, there's three. And so there's one, two, there's three, six, nine, 12 beds and they are beds. Like you can sleep. You can sleep. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And they're bunks. And so nobody does that in Latin America because, I mean, it's very spread out. Population density doesn't work for you to be able to do that. Um, and they're very expensive. And so I had to just say, I'm sorry, we're not going to make it. And they, I lost my shirt on that because then we're in the middle. This is like 12 a.m. So we had just finished a concert. We're waiting for them at the church. The church is like locking up. And I'm like, where are we going to sleep? So I have to pay for a hotel for like eight people. We have all of our gear trying to find taxis that are big enough at midnight. And oh my goodness. then the next day we had to find cars that would take us to the event for that Sunday, not Saturday. And so it was just like a major, major disaster. But I've had things where like, I've had things where people didn't pay me in like Chiapas, Mexico. And like somebody stole the money there. We were trying to work with a sound company and like an intermediate intermediary sound company to, to source all of the equipment for all of our events in Mexico. They told us that their daughter was, had cancer and they use all the money at the hospital. And I don't know if it was true or not. I don't really believe it was true because they never answered us again. Um, but that was the, that was what happened. So I call up a man, another manager. I go, Hey, he works with my mentor. I was like, what, what do I do? Like, like they want me to pay thousands of dollars right now for this event. And he's like, pay it. I'm like, what? Like, I won't make any money on this concert and I might lose money. He goes, pay it. He's like, whose name is on this? No one's going to, no one knows who the sound guy is. They only know that your name is on this concert. And so I had to pay up and I mean, obviously we found ways to like avoid doing things like that, but it wasn't like we were in a town where no one had ever done a Christian concert before. And I think that like one of this is the reason why I, I, you know, I, I look back at these things and I, and I see God moving in it is that like, I have had, my, my dad has told me, you know, when I get home and I'm frustrated, I'm like, they ripped me off and blah, blah, blah. He's like, who's your provider? They're not No church is your provider. No man is your provider. God is your provider. So when these things happen, like learn from it, get deposits, don't work with this company ever again, obviously. And, you know, or let, or let the church handle that situation or the event coordinator do that. Um, we, you know, we were trying to be smart and like figure out how we could better source some, some gear, but that's really what, like what I learned from it. So that would, that's how I think God has like, has redeemed and restored all of that is to put my faith in him and not in events and not people. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you, you can keep looking back to, to God, no matter what the situation, because that, that to me does sound a little bit scary being somewhere that you're not familiar at midnight. Suddenly the church is locking and everyone's going home and you've got to sort everything out because you're, you're, you're the one that everyone's looking to in that moment, aren't you? Everyone relies on, yeah. on you. To that, we had a man, we had a manager. I mean, he was very in, in Chilean 
musicians and sound engineers that were very helpful but like yeah especially because i took the sleeping pill i <laughs> i was like it doesn't help somebody help me oh no gosh well i'm glad it, i'm glad it worked out and i'm glad that god actually brought it around and taught you something helpful through it i guess and you talked about just so many people that you must have met around the world have there been some stories of people who've been impacted uh by your music and can you share one yeah i think that man like the what what really stands out to me is is the song be all right like that song i have just heard people say that i mean i i met a girl who she started coming to our church she's a colombian grew up in guatemala she moved to houston because she had cancer and they have a great you know medical cancer research center here that was able to help her and and she was healed um but she said that she picked two songs through her whole treatment and one of them was be all right and just to you know to see that people you know they use this song to help connect them with god and give them hope was so powerful i mean i had people weeping telling me that they lost a child during covid lost a family member they had cancer diagnoses I mean, just the craziest stories and saying, I listen to your song every day. I need it. I need to know that God has my life in his hands. And th- I mean, that's that's why we do this. Like, you know, I don't write Christian music because it's the, you know, just I prefer it. I do it because God has impacted my life in such profound ways that I get to articulate some some ideas that other people really need to hear wow and so that that i think be all right has definitely been um you know the this the song that has helped people through hard times for me it's a beautiful track so um and i'm sure that it's going to keep on uh, having an impact for for many people for many years to come as well there is another track uh, that we want to play from you called brought me this far can you tell me the backstory to that track? It brought brought me this far to me. You know, it says, if you've brought me this far, then I know that it's not the end. You've been faithful again and again. And I went into a writing session where we, we were pregnant, but the backstory is that we had gone to a fertility clinic. My wife had a really hard time with mental health and in the pregnancy process because she was afraid that she would not be able to get pregnant and that was causing a lot of anxiety depression um and and i didn't know how to handle it and you know i I was trying to be stable for her steady for her hey this is gonna happen we're gonna have kids Uh, we like i'm believing for it and we we got pregnant after we paid a fertility clinic and they told us we were already pregnant before we even went in oh and did you, get, did you get a refund? Did not get a refund. Praise, <laughs> praise God. But you know, yes, but, that's. But, uh, but, but that was amazing. You went, you were, to, to for it to happen. I, I was like, this doctor is amazing. This <laughs> wow, how did he do this? But um, yeah, so it was too early. It was right before we went in, so that it was too early for them to tell that we were pregnant. Okay. And and yes, you know, I mean, it was expensive, but we have what we desired what we longed for 
And in that moment, though, you know, in the, you know, we find out at six, seven weeks until 13 weeks, there's, there's a higher risk of losing, losing a pregnancy. And my wife would wake up just, just terrified that our baby had died, terrified that she lost the pregnancy, even to the point where the doctor said, Hey, I'm going to give you a, like, you should rent this Doppler and you can listen to the heartbeat. So she does it, you know, four times a day. And, you know, she's like, she's like, I just did it, but I feel like I have to go do it again. And, and it's brought comfort to her. So I'm very grateful for those things. But in that, I, I didn't know how to comfort my wife because I could tell her this. And she would say, yes, but like, and I would say, Hey, God has brought us this far. He's going to be faithful. And she'd say, yes, but what about all those people that don't, what about all those other people? And so, you know, we, we want to just let people know, I mean, we have really good friends in Panama that have gone through in vitro and they've lost the pregnancy. We have friends here in Houston that they've paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and they've not been able to get pregnant. And, you know, there's no medical reason the doctors don't know. And so our heart goes out to them. And, you know, I think there there's realities of people that don't, but get the things that they desire but god is faithful and is faithful is faithful to bring them through those things and so you know the song says like when with the devil at my back where i feel like i i'm being hunted i'm being haunted by these things that god makes away and so i pray for for i, I want to pray for people today that you know this is the biggest desire for many people and today, I think it's, it's, you know, it's not taboo. It's okay to talk about these things. I want people to know that like, you know, in whether, you know, some of this, these things take years. I have friends that have gone through multiple rounds of in vitro and it is, it is weighty. It is difficult. It is depressing. And I want to encourage people to one, put their hope in the Lord and two, to know that they can talk to other people about it. And so this song is to say, if God has brought you this far, he is faithful. And so don't give up. Don't lose hope in Jesus. And we will continue praying for you as well. Well, you know what? Before we hear the track, it would be wonderful if you're happy actually just to pray right now. For this is because I, I know numbers of people who would testify that they couldn't get pregnant. And after prayer, they did. I'm not making promises for everybody listening, but what I want to say is yeah. we need to keep facing and, and chasing after Jesus and he's, he's always good. So if you're happy to pray right now, then that'd be beautiful. Well, God, we listen, we lift up the listeners right now, Lord, people who, you know, whether it's pregnancy or something else, um, you know, diagnoses, God, we, we lift up those who are waiting on your promises. And we know Lord, you are good. And we know that you are faithful to fulfill every one of your promises. But in the waiting, God, there is agony. There is pain. And Lord, it, the, the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. And so, God, I pray for those who have had their hope deferred, Lord, that, that you would bring comfort and joy back to their lives. God, that your Holy Spirit would move on them. Lord, for those who are waiting for pregnancies, God, we pray that you would you would align 
their wombs, God, you would align the, the the things necessary, Lord, that for them to have the joy, uh, their joy restored, Lord, that they would they would be able to hold a baby in their hands and be mothers and fathers, God. We pray for those who are sick, who are waiting on uh, you know, good news, God. We pray that they would not lose hope. God, that, that you are the great healer, the great physician. God, and, and it is painful, but I pray that people would have the faith to share their pain with others because there is a lot of freedom and joy in experiencing, uh, in, in sharing their burdens with others, whether they could cast that off and put it at your feet. So we thank you, Lord. If you've brought us this far, you are faithful to complete your word. We love you and we lift these people up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. And that was Brought Me This Far by Evan Craft. What a lovely, real, down-to-earth guy with some amazing tracks. I do encourage you, go and listen to the whole of his album, Chances. It's an absolute beautiful piece of work. And of course, there are many other artists with great stories and wonderful music to listen to on the Artist Interview podcast. Just go to your favourite podcast platform and search up The Artist Interview. Maybe add Gordon T onto there. It's the one that's got a red logo. And in fact, why not share it with your friends, like it, subscribe, uh, share that blessing. We want as many people as possible to hear the good news and the great stories these artists have to share. It's absolutely been my joy being with you today. And I look forward to being with you on the next episode. God bless you. You've been listening to The Artist Interview, a Hope FM podcast. Find us at hopefm.com forward slash The Artist Interview.